Sally Baker, she, her, an education lecturer and children's fantasy literature researcher at University of East London. You're listening to Fantasy Book Swap, where a guest and I swap children's fantasy fiction, one classic, one contemporary, and we discuss them. Today, I'm joined by Russell Smith, author, gamer, and soon-to-be PhD researcher in history of Caribbean and African airmen in the RAF. Hello. What have you been Hello. up to? What have you been up to recently? What haven't I been up to recently? <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, various... So, yeah, inquiring about various writing uh, various writing gigs of my own, um, both um, uh, both both historical and and otherwise. Uh, I've been volunteering at I've been volunteering at UK Games Expo and Chillicon. I'm exhausted. Yes. <laughs> um, and now I'm back. I probably should catch up with some. Uh, uh, now that I'm back, I probably should catch up with a bit of uni coursework. Um, as I and some um, sleep, possibly, possibly catch up with some sleep as well. Sleep, sleep is good. <laughs> Fairly essential, I'd say. Yeah. So, so how was Chillicon? Oh, Chillicon was great. I came back with a huge pile of books. Awesome. And uh, some postcards from uh, and some postcards from Scarborough. And coffee it was lovely. Oh, brilliant. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Scarborough is gorgeous. It's a lovely place to go visit. So I'm very jealous. So you you chose The Demon Headmaster by Gillian Cross. Can you um what's your first memory of reading it? Ah, so um, I got put onto it, and I um, you'll forgive me because I can't remember the name of the show. But I used to watch. Um, I was I, I watched a lot of I watched an awful lot of children's programs, but one of them was uh, one of them was a really good one that used to put you on for very uh, put you uh, put you onto various book reviews that they that, that or um, or let you know books uh, let you know books were about. But what they do with this is they'd have a brief they'd have a brief section whereby they'd um have a um they'd, they'd have a dramatized bit of it going on so i um don't ask me to tell you who, who they who they'd cast for anything for all i know they could be they, they could be really famous hollywood people by now <laughs> um because i can't even remember the name of the show but i remember watching this as so like okay i've got to read this so i ordered a copy from um uh, from some of the uh, from the school uh, from one of the school um places you could order you could order various books a little bit more cheaply i think if you got them if you got them as part of the book box so it was very exciting when this thing suddenly turned up yeah school book fairs they were amazing yeah i can't remember it was like a letter or it was like a letter or something that was just a sort of yeah do you want any books i'm so yeah demon headmaster please <laughs> yeah oh, that sounds wonderful so can you summarize the plot for us okay yes um well i can do my best School, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes um young uh young dinah glass goes to um later later dinah hunter um gets uh get Gets adopted by get, uh, gets adopted by a rest of family. They go to a new school. 
New school, um, uh, yes, hijinks ensue, or rather, hijinks don't ensue because the uh, because of uh, because of the um, demon headmaster of the title, who has this um, who has a um, rather vicious penchant for order, and um, (laughs) to the to the to the point where you know he um, uh, to to the point where he's he's actually um, is he's actually prepared to um, get into the uh, get into the uh, to the minds of his pupils. Yeah, and he's he, he. You never know his name, do you? He's always known as the headmaster. Even he, in the later books that I discovered existed years later, years after the fact, um, he is never known as anything other than the demon headmaster, yeah. except when, except briefly when, uh, when we have that bit where we're trying to come up to uh, revealing his identity. Although it's usually quite obvious for the reader because you know <laughs> it's back, but yeah. But his, um, but no, he, he, um, his name wasn't, his, his name isn't, it isn't revealed. It's, it's a bit like him. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, one of the, the things that I find really, having reread it, very interesting, is that I first came across it, I think, via the TV series in the 90s. Um, a lot of my, the kids I taught were really into the TV series and would tell me about it. So then I found out it was a book and I, I got hold of a copy of the book and showed it to the children in my school and they were very excited that it was a book. And uh, I read it and it absolutely chilled me as a way of sort of being in a school environment, teaching in a primary school as I did at the time and kind of Sometimes, you know, you would think, oh, if only I could magically make these children stop running about and uh, in the corridors and all the rest of it and, and be less uh, aggressive in the playground or whatever, but never wanting to actually mind control them. But they were, it was so frightening to sort of think that he, he is obsessed with order. It's not just that he, he wants to run a really well-behaved school. He actually wants to eliminate any kind of difference or individuality or anything. It's, it's really scary. And, but as we find out, there are some children on who this kind of mind control doesn't work. Yeah. And do you want to say a little bit more about that? I mean... Uh, well, one of the so, so one of the um, uh, one of the things I love about the book is that you, yes, the, the, his his obsession with order also is to the point of it being uh, to to the point of it being an uh, uh, the 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 one active weakness that they have of him that they can exploit, and yes. they and that is I believe generally how he's defeat uh, uh, how he is um, how he is thwarted on him on on every occasion. Um, as you were saying, the um, yes, some, but not uh, not everybody. Um, at least, at least in the books, not everybody is um, is, suscept- is susceptible to his hypnotism, um, and certainly uh, that is uh, certainly that's a really that, that's a really cool plot point with where we uh, right um, right from the get go because 
you know, the um, <laughs> it's Lloyd Lloyd and Harvey are wondering as uh, uh, sort of uh, yeah, make a make a bit of a joke about it when he when he sort of um, when he sort of tries it on with them and he's just sort of uh, no no I don't know what you, uh, no no I'm not tired don't know what you're talking about <laughs> proper um, yeah yeah proper. Uh, uh, proper terrible boy energy <laughs> yeah there's about five children on whom it doesn't work but um and there's so there's lloyd and harvey who are dinah's foster brothers um as you say later on at the end at the end of the book spoilers uh, she gets adopted but um at the beginning of the book she goes to the house as a foster child having been in um, a children's home. So she, that's, a, that's quite an interesting thing because she is actually our protagonist. She's our point of view character for most of it. And yet she is someone who, um, who does become hypnotised and she's quite disgusted at herself for her weakness. Um, but... She's sort of a very, very, very intelligent girl who's had to hide her intelligence to sort of so she doesn't stand out. And now she's in a school where, you know, it's, it's actually to an advantage to her not to stand out. But she's a bit miffed about not standing out and not being a special girl. So that that's quite, quite odd. It becomes uh, a little bit of a... Um... Well, that that little uh, that little thing is um, uh, well. I say little thing. That's 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 quite a major. Um, that, that's that's quite a major point that re- that recurs quite a lot because there are times where she ha- uh, there there are times where we can see she actively has to not stand out during um, uh, during uh, her her points of resistance, which is um, uh, and and yeah, it's difficult for her, but it's difficult for her in a, in a lot of ways because um, whilst she is susceptible, she's also um, she's also perfectly aware of what is going on. So we see it. Um, so we we see that constant struggle with her, and you know, sometimes when she's actively beaten, and you know, and and it's never her fault because we know what's we know what's been going on. Yeah, um, we see that he. What he does, he wears um, tinted glasses, doesn't he, the demon headmaster? Yeah. Takes his glasses off and looks at people and says, you're feeling very sleepy and you know, they, they kind of, they drop off. But as you say, with like Lloyd and Harvey, they're kind of going, no, I'm not feeling sleepy. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And, and they're friends who form splat the the society um to, to prevent the a demon headmaster getting his own way um and that but what diana can do is provide really good plans for um defeating the headmaster yeah so do you want to tell us about uh what we've got this wild and crazy tv personality called eddie hare who's coming to to do the eddie hare show at the school so do you want to tell us a little bit about what uh what the plot is what well what's the demon headmaster's plan and how they resist it 
Oh, well, it's it's not too, oddly not too far off um, something I, uh, I would feel, um, wouldn't, wouldn't feel out of place in the, in the young ones. I love Splat yeah. as an organisation. It's a brilliant, it, it's, it's a brilliant idea. And you can, <laughs> you can see as well, um, sorry, just before, uh, just before I answer that, I was, um, one of the, one of the things that, um, noted on a on an earlier point you were making that's um that that's the um is Dinah's intelligence and uh, uh, she's a critical component of how uh, of how they can do anything about the uh, about the um demon headmaster in the first place because the organization has clearly existed before <laughs> before she turned mm. up they clearly found their way of just getting by um, which was mostly being pushed, which was mostly being pushed to one side because he didn't have much use for uh, he, he didn't have much use for them, and he knew they'd be a uh, knew they'd be a problem. But without Dinah there to um, w- without without Dinah there to kick everything forward, nothing uh, nothing happens. And I, you know, you could you, you could uh, you could make a very easy argument that, that he, he would have just succeeded with whatever he was getting on with. <laughs> So, um, so that, that that was quite handy. Anyway, yes, back to it. Back to Eddie here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one of these really, uh, another one of these characters. I just just wouldn't wouldn't forget. I can't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't forget at least in terms of personality. That's the thing with um. That, that was the thing with books. I I'm I I wouldn't remember. It's been a while since I've read. It's been a while since I've read. So, um, and I've I only, I only read the first the, the first two, the, um, the Demon Headmaster and the Prime Minister's Brain. Um, some of the descriptions I don't remember so uh, I don't remember so vividly, but I always always remember the personalities. And Eddie Hare was just absolute. Uh, Eddie Hare was just the absolute personification of chaos. Um, <laughs> And his show, everything about his show was was that. So you could tell it was just going to be kryptonite for the headmaster long before yeah. um, anything happened. But you know, the headmaster had some uh, had a lot of things in place um, to, to 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 try and deal with that. He was he was operating on um, ultimately. He's operating on home soil. He's got um, he's he's got most he's got he's got people out of the way. He's got the prefects on a. He, he's 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 upscale. Um, he's he's really upscaled the stakes with what the prefects can do with the whole um, with, uh, with with the um, uh, with a with a command we didn't know he was capable of in terms of you know telling the the destroy the dolls thing. That's that's I remember that. Never forget that because that's, um, that's when you were when you were saying about chilling. That's particularly is that like, you know because mm. most of the time when you're dealing with. Uh, most of the time when you're dealing with mind control they won't uh, you know there's a there's a limit to how much they can actively um the the, the subject can actively harm um people they know or uh, know or care about because that's that's crossing the line but mm. you can see he's he's crossing it there anyway yes the question you asked me <laughs> the question you'd asked me originally as far as as far as the plan goes so the competition uh, so the, the the show had a uh, the show has a quiz um, this is why it reminded me of the young ones. I was thinking Footlights College, but anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, the show has a quiz whereby you have to go to very uh, you, you, it goes goes to, uh, goes to the schools and um, 
yeah, I mean, prizes include exposure for the, for the school because you know it happened to be brain of Britain, even though it was <laughs> yeah. even despite the 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 chaos, there was still a um, there was still a there was still an element that you had to had to have done pretty well at school to um, mm. to have had a chance of even getting this show. So it's kind of so that's kind of its own little weird reward mechanism. And um, yeah, the headmaster doesn't get that. What he does get is an op- uh, what he does understand. Uh, what he does understand is um, his his audience builds, and we see this process happening during the entire um, uh, during the entirety of the book. We don't know what we don't know what he's about, other than when we've had some signs uh, early on as to hang on, why are all the kids behaving weird? Mm. Then he gets diner. Then we know why the kids are behaving weird, so it upscales a bit. And so you know, he goes from dealing with one or two people to um, uh, to you know his entire his entire assembly, and then you've got that. So you've got that belief by that point that um, you know. <laughs> You're sort of, and that, and that thought. Well, by the time you've gone, um, by the time you've gone and left a chapter for the day, left a chapter for the day. Um, what if he decided to go a bit more upscale? Uh, if, if he decided to upscale his operations a bit, I don't know. Maybe get a few more scores. Maybe a, and then it all clicks nicely with the Eddie Hare show because it's sort of well, actually, he's got a chance to operate on national TV. And it's like, okay, cameras. I don't know if this is going to work, but an escort, but an assembly is going to work. So, oh no, this is a terrible plan. Yes, <laughs> come on, Splat, you've got to stop this. So, <laughs> so yeah, he wants to. Um, so, so yes, with with his obsession with order, he doesn't um, he doesn't want to stop at school. He wants to go quite kind of national with it. Mm. <sighs> Glad yeah. he never got into politics. <laughs> yeah and that is it is the tv show i can just imagine a tv show like this in the 1980s you know it's all the 1970s or 1980s because it it's sort of in an era where everybody watched the same tv show it's not like yeah. you know, when there's multiple channels it would be there's four channels and everybody after school is going to run home to watch this crazy show. It's like a cross between, um, say, Funhouse and University Challenge. Yes, absolutely that. So there's loads of, you know, gunking people. There's loads of, Eddie Hare is doing comedy sketches. And then there's, yeah, a school quiz in the middle of it. And it's hilarious and brilliant. And I can imagine you know, really, really wanting to watch this show um, as a child. So, yeah, and then the winning head, the the head teacher of the winning school gets one minute to talk to the nation. And that's that's the demon headmaster's plan, isn't it? He's yeah, going to use that is, that one is long day. enough. <laughs> yeah, to hypnotise the world. It's more than long enough because yeah. uh, once he gets his minute, he'll, he can have as long as he likes. Exactly. So where, where this plan, uh, you, you, you mentioned about um, the headmaster telling the children, the, the rest of the children, the children who can be hypnotised, to attack the dolls. And the dolls are actually splat, aren't they? Because yeah. this is how he's got Dinah. He's, he, can, he can threaten Dinah 
because she is his secret weapon, because she is so clever. Yeah. That, that if she doesn't perform well on the quiz, he's going to tell the other children to attack Splat. And we know that they will. And that is such a scary moment. Yeah, he's got... there. It, it's, it's brilliantly set up by um, by the final act because he's got um because there's a point where he is um he is holding all the cards and you've mm. you you know they're and it's not because it was a bad it, it's not because it was a bad plan <laughs> it's just well if nothing else it's sheer weight of numbers and of course yeah. um and, and of course his own uh, and, and of course his own setup as i say is playing by that point he's playing on um he's playing firmly on home turf so <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and they, they've tried everything they can. They've tried to divert the the film crew. They've they put oil in the swimming pool, uh, on the tiles of the swimming pool, so the teachers will go and slide into the swimming pool. And they, they've done everything they can, but they cannot ultimately um, yeah, to prevent the show from happening. So all they can do is to rely on the fact that the headmasters cannot cope with chaos. And so they will enable chaos to happen, and that will ultimately defeat him. Did you watch the original TV show when it was on? Not when it first aired. No, I didn't watch it until years after. But um, in fact... <laughs> it's funny. Um, funny you should mention this. I think I, I think the time I actually got round to watching it all was during um, it, it was during the lockdown um, because I had before that I'd come up. Um, I'd seen I'd seen a few episodes here and there, but I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen the whole uh, I hadn't seen the whole show, so I didn't know um, I, I didn't know the structure to it, where whereby essentially each season is two of the books. Yeah. Um, so, which is why I was sort of, I got to episode three of the first season. It's like, you've just resolved the whole of the plot. Where are you going to go with this? Oh, I see. You've gone straight into the Prime Minister's brain. Once I once I got into that, um, I want, once I got into that rhythm, because I, I was at that point able to um, quite happily binge watching it. Yes. That yeah. was great. Um, before I'd seen all of that, though, I'd actually seen the, um, I'd actually seen the new one. Yeah, which you told me about. Yeah, yeah. I told I I I kind of started watching that on iPlayer a while back, and um, just ended up just ended up getting through the whole lot in, in in the space of a couple of days. And I was I think I've, I think I was telling everybody to run around and watch these if they liked it because it was um, it was really good. It was way better than I was expecting, especially um, well. I can't even still don't even want to still can't even talk about it without too many spoilers. It's not quite <laughs> it's not quite one thing or other out of a remake and a sequel. Um, but every every time you get to the end of an episode, there's a fresh reveal on certain things, and mm-hmm. it does help to have the um, it, it does help to have the the um, the grounding of the original book or the, or the series behind you, um, especially yeah. by the last episode. But <laughs> yeah, because. Um... What, what, while the, the uh, original books are absolutely brilliant and still really fun to read, the TV, the new updated TV show makes a lot of use of uh, technology, doesn't it? Mm. And kind of intercepting, um, intercepting text messages and using 
uh, drone technology and CCTV. And all yeah, that's right. It's, it's it becomes its own. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 goes frankly full on 1984, but in a really yes. contemporary way. And it's really smart about how it does this as as well, because that's um, once you have that theme. In fact, 1984 is um, 1984 is mentioned in the it is mentioned in the book because this is, this is this whole thing of because uh, yeah yeah Dinah's read it because she said she mm. feels like Winston Smith at some point and it's yes. it all so it all comes nicely it it all comes nicely full circle and actually if you watch the um, yeah when, once you've seen the new. If you've seen the new series, it feels like a. Um, it, it feels very much like a, it could be a school, uh, a school spy story, which is its own little bit of foreshadowing for thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I think that one of the things that it does very well is that the the way that the TV sh- the new TV show is sort of it's very clear that it is a a real betrayal of the pupils because of, um, oh, I've forgotten his name. I want to say Callum, but that's not right. The young boy who's really good at football. Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Sorry, it's been a while since I've watched it yeah, myself. So. I can't remember what his name is, but he actually I don't said, know who you mean. I, I don't really like football. I'm being hypnotised to play football. I never remember playing it. I win all of these prizes, you know, he's got the golden boot and all the rest of it, but actually he doesn't really want to play football. What he really likes is technology and gaming, but the headmaster won't let him do that because he can win trophies and prizes for the yeah, school. This, this, this headmaster, and I will just say that, um, yeah. has a, re- um, yeah, sort of, almost almost um they're they're very uh it's very it's very different in the way um certain things operate even though the original the original order is there but this one's much more uh much more focused i, I guess on winning and that by by doing that so sort of, okay you you're you're good at this but you uh, I, I don't care if you don't enjoy it uh go um i i have I, I have files. I know who, I know who is good at what, and they will, and they will do that, and they will, um, and and they will, they will succeed for us. And it's just, it's um, so that I mean, that's uh, yeah, that that adds a whole different level of um, mm. of, of of terror to it. But whilst retaining a lot of um, a, a whilst retaining and I, I guess re reworking some of the um some of the original uh, uh some of the original um tarot and that you know yeah they've had to update how the um uh, they've, they've had to update how the how the constant observation and uh and monitoring works because you know you'd sit there if you tried doing if you tr- if it was just a straight remake there'd be all sorts of things I'll send my I'll, I'll I'll pop I'll pop my phone out and I will make a note to myself and I will text myself or I'll send a message mum <laughs> problem at uni a uh, problem at school sort of thing um and he so, cover that as well don't they because yeah there is um you know parents do go into the school the parents are much more involved because it's the 2020s and and parents just are much more involved in school than they were when um 
you know, in the 1750s when I was at school. So they, they kind of, he, so he's got the parents on side as well. And he uses whole school kind of events to address the parents and to, to hypnotise them. That's right. So they're, they're and, that's, um, and that brings in another, uh, that brings in another fundamental um, difference that that, that that show has as well in that um, whereby previously members of SPLAT were safe, which implied there was a certain percentage of immunity, doesn't mm. appear anybody's safe now. Yeah, yeah, because e- even though Lucy knows something's up, she can't stop it. Yeah, they have to collaborate as a team mm. to try and piece things together to make sure they've got enough to be able to operate as an effective resistance. It's really different as to how it goes, but they, they still obviously manage it. Because Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's really clever. And I mean, also, the acting is very good from a very young cast of actors. I mean, Lizzie is slightly older than Dinah, I think. Mm. So she's um, she's probably mid-teen rather than 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's it's very, very well done. Now, I think that's true of both. Uh, I think that's true of both shows because, um, well, in fact, you see some of the, um, uh, you, you, you see some of the, uh, some of the, stars in the making uh, making mm-hmm. going on there but I, um, I remember uh, Rose in particular was really really good um, I, I, I remember from the I remember from the original series and uh, also time you get to the second half of the first season um, a certain um, Zoe Ashton's in there as well mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 it was it was um, yeah I, I, I think it's a wonderful it is a wonderful thing that we've still got access to to so much really really good kids tv from from that era where um children's books were quite faithfully adapted mm. um and and then that that did kind of lead on to people reading reading the books again or going back and reading the books i think they're wonderful okay so shall we talk about my choice, um, yes, which is Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Alston. So I'm going to read the blurb of this. Amari Peters knows three things. Her brother, Quinton, has gone missing. No one will talk about it. His mysterious job holds a clue. But then a strange invitation arrives. Amari has the chance to join the Magical Bureau of Supernatural Affairs completing missions in a world where mermaids, aliens and magicians are real and her roommate is a weird dragon. Secrets and surprises await Amari as she discovers her own rare and dangerous magical power and soon she realises that the Bureau could hold the key to finding her brother. All she has to do is pass three tryouts. So what, what did you think about um, Amari and the Night Brothers. Yeah, thanks for passing this. Um, uh, thanks for passing this across to me. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it overall. Um, if I had if, if I had one fairly minor nitpick, it was that um, a lot of it, it's um, it, it's some it, it's some of the it's some of the pacing. A lot of things happen 
very, very quickly. Mm. And they're really important things going on. And I, there's yeah. a time, there, there are occasional times where I just like a little bit more um, time to breathe and savor what I've just yeah. I- I experienced. But um, you're, you're straight on to the next thing or um, yeah. uh, by, by that point, or maybe a little, um, and uh, on a similar note, um, some things end up getting explained um as to how they've happened where i would i'd like to see i'd have liked to have seen them a bit more um in in motion but i kind of get that because it's also a um uh, because because it's a first um it, it's it's first person present um yes. perspective so it's uh so yeah they have to they have to do that to a, to a certain extent but in terms of the um uh, but, but in terms of the the world itself and the and the story yeah it's great mm. yeah I I really I really enjoyed it um and I've you know I've now read it twice I think um that Amari is a really fascinating character she is um she's quite a com- complex person mm. and she's very much an outsider and there's a variety of reasons for why she's an outsider. So I do really appreciate that kind of the intersectional approach to her character. She is a working class girl. She lives in an area of an unnamed city, but um, yeah. is, is from this. Oh, gosh. I think he's from Savannah or somewhere like that. So I'm imagining that it's set in the, the southern states of, of the US and she's black so and then the, the very first time that we meet her she's being expelled from her very fancy private school that she's got a scholarship to because she's also extremely clever yeah and yeah. the way that that has happened is so it's so heartbreaking because it's so true to life you can absolutely imagine it happening She's been bullied. She's pushed the girl who's bullying her. The girl who is bullying her's mum has come in to complain and has pulled class privilege to get this girl out of the school. And you can, it's, yeah, it's awful. And you can really um, imagine it happening. And it sets the, uh, and that, that little thing sets the, um, it, it is, it, it kind of sets a tone and, useful mm. foreshadowing for um for everything she's going to be uh, going to be dealing with next but that's and that's one of the um that was one of the um the, one of the really good spots though right at the beginning where you could tell where that was that was a lot of information yeah um in a in a way but that was that was handled really nicely um because you were able to uh, because you knew straight because uh, you knew straight away yes um she's uh, she she comes from a deprived background she's clearly worked her um, yeah, she she's clearly worked her socks off to have got to got to uh, to mm. have got to that position in the first place you know she's smart um and and yeah just um straight away um does not uh, straight away you can see that you know she gets far far fewer um uh, areas of leeway than and then um, then then someone else than than someone else might. I don't even need to name some of the other um, uh, some of the other childhood heroes who have 
let's face it, messed up way harder than that. Yeah. And they're fine in the next scene. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, Amari straight off. Nope, you're out. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's... Um, one Something I thought was very interesting was that, you know, from the description I'm reading, it's, it's kind of like, oh, it's Percy Jackson. No, it's Harry Potter. You know, the very those kind of stories. But what is fascinating is that she is not going into a place which is accepting. Whereas to a certain extent, Harry and Percy go into their magical world and it's like, oh, okay, my talents and my, you know, things that are, make life difficult for me are now positives in this world. I mean, isn't that way with Amari? Yeah, in fact, if anything, it's it's entirely uh, it's entirely the other way around from what um, from from what um, from what she's dealing with. She's not from a um, uh, she's she's not from a long long line of famous magicians. Sure, she has a um, sure she does have a connection in that in 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 her brother, but it's not it's not the same thing. He had to um, you know he 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 didn't get there on them. Um, uh, he, he didn't get there on his um, on you, you know his um, uh, people people his daddy knew either. It was he had, mm. he had to work to get there too. You can yeah, and then and the the kind of the fancy kids are called the legacies, which in the US has that kind of link to privilege. It's linked to kind of the. Um, <clears throat> families who 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 for generations have gone to the top universities who are also the legacies who therefore get to bypass a lot of the work and the uh and the struggle that other people might have to, to well get that's to right work. it's like um you, you know uh, i get i guess um it, it feels yeah um if 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 hogwarts was say was was say eaten <laughs> she'd, managed yeah. to, she'd managed to um sneak in uh, she managed to she managed to get in there because you know that you could you could feel that somehow the um somehow the the, the headmaster was somewhat forced to uh, create a few scholarships for some people they really didn't want there in the first place <laughs> and, yeah. and oh congratulations you have the uh, congratulations amari you have the golden ticket now we're going to do everything we can to drive you out yes exactly um, and you know, I'll come, come back to uh, the, so we talked about the classism, we've, we've talked about the racism, but there's another thing, which is poverty, and we'll come to that in a minute. So one of the big themes within the book is friendship and family. Um, something I'd forgotten when I was first reading, the book, I, I'd sort of thought to myself, oh, she makes friends while she's there, but she doesn't. She makes one friend, mm. and that one friend is the other marginalised character within yeah. the book, and that that's um, that that's sort of so interesting that uh, you know it's it's yeah it's the antithesis of what goes on in lots of other books where you know oh here we go here's your chosen family here's your found community and she doesn't even have that within the the book it's it's absolutely tragic she has people who admire her yeah they're, they're the only one. two they're, they're the only two even close to knowing 
uh, knowing each other's uh, experiences, and that's what what goes on. Well, obviously, her brother would know, but there is no point during the um, during the uh, bulk of the story that we can that we can communicate with her brother, which is kind of the point of her being there. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, someone that she thinks is a friend, we won't spoil it. But there's someone well, that she I, thinks is a friend is is actually actively working against her. Yeah, what I will say. Uh, again, without uh, I was going to ask about spoilers, but I will I, I will say that um, when I first uh, uh, when I was first reading this, I the the, the uh, I made two notes of anything, which was legacy versus merit, and the other one was do we trust said person? Because yes, I I don't know what it was. <laughs> something about something about that person set me off immediately. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad it's, to be eventually proven right. Yeah, it's as if um uh what's his name, Malfoy, Draco Malfoy had persisted in trying to be Harry's friend at, at uh in Harry Potter. Yeah. And it is and it's not just that he's taken up with the wrong people, it's that he is ultimately the leader of the wrong people. Yeah, yeah. Really, briefly really speaking, uh, briefly speaking of Malfoy, that was one of that was one of the things that made me saddest. That I wanted to see that story whereby the uh, where, whereby you know when when Malfoy's at his worst, Harry just you know offers him a hand, lifts him up, and says, "Do you want to take care of this?" Yeah, <laughs> me and you. Yeah. I'd love to have seen that. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, very off topic. <laughs> no, that's fine. So um, I really, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, it's gone. Yes, friendship and family. So one of the, uh, the kind of the family that, that um, Amari deals with most are the Von Heslings, which made me laugh a bit. Um, you were know, they the Von Hesslings? I, I, yes. um, ah, I, I thought they were just straight up Van Helsing. I wasn't. Oh, are they? I Maybe believe I so. Which is what, oh. which is why I was sort of. Yeah, but they're the kind of we've got the Vanderbilt Hotel. We've got the you yes. know, people with the fancy of course, name. The yeah. big thing with that is that you know anyone who does anyone who comes fresh to this knows that name immediately as you know world's most famous vampire hunter yes by dint of having hunted the world's most famous vampire yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a very very smart thing that they um and i was, I was you sort of look at it first of all and you're thinking okay you just pick that name you're one of a uh, one of one of a hundred books i know have done this and then you tie back to how the night brothers work and then you're sort of ah oh, right yeah yeah no that Okay, no, that makes that makes a lot more sense now. Um, uh, but you've also uh, on uh, but on top of that, you've got a very uh, you've got a very fun and complicated family dynamic going on, which um, as I say, we won't uh, won't go too too deeply into, except for um, except for two except for the two things. One, things aren't what they seem, and two, they kind of are. In terms of in terms of you know 
Uh, yes, world's most famous vampire. And you know, we come from a long, long line of years, and it's, it's, just, <laughs> and it's just all there. Do, do, don't you know who we are? And it's <laughs> and that is just right there, and and something Mari's just contending with as an antagonist. Um, if if none of the characters appeared, she'd be uh, she'd have that um, she'd have the name Van Helsing as a, a as an antagonist in in some way throughout the book because of um, because of a thing that she's having of a thing that she can't live up to because she can't yeah. be that ever um but it's still yeah. it, it's that that reputation carries weight throughout the school yeah and that that comes on to my next my next point that I wanted to talk about which is the culture within the book because not only does I mean she looks up to her brother Quentin and and he was like her go-to person seems he took on some kind of parental role when her because her mum works very long hours she's her mum's a care assistant in hospital and um and so on but she goes into this magical world and she realizes that they're like superstars Quentin is a superstar alongside uh, Maria van Helsing um, the older sister of, of the twins that, um, that Amari encounters. Yeah, Dylan and, and Laura. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of... Um, and Laura blames Amari's brother for her sister disappearing. So there are points of antagonism there, firstly because Laura's used to being the best at everything, but also she blames Amari for being... Quentin's sister and it's Quentin's fault that his, her sister's gone missing but yeah, it, yeah that, that just blew my mind yeah I'd for, totally forgotten about that until I reread it that this she's kind, kind of, of the um she's kind of the Malfoy of the story but she, also not <laughs> yeah yeah because we, we can feel sympathy for her you know yeah there's much more that there, there, there is much more understanding of their motivations. Everything, everything she's, um, you know, maybe not, maybe not right away because you, you've got that vibe of, uh, you, you, you do have that vibe of yes, I'm, 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 I'm from this family. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be fine no matter what. But it doesn't stick to that. Not as yeah. soon as you, as soon as you scratch any anywhere in that surface, things get, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a way bigger rabbit hole. Yeah, she's not just a mean girl. She's not, you know, while while the girls in the the private school that got Amari expelled are just mean girls, we could Laura's got more going on than that. Yeah. And and the, she is treated by BB Alston with, with a bit more, well, not just more nuance, but also a bit more care. You know, we 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 don't also we we're not supposed to automatically hate her because she's posh and she's actually in pain she's hurting so that that's really um quite interesting but there's like in harry potter there's a whole consumer world going on but amari actually suffers because of that because Ultimately, she doesn't know about this world. So she go, goes into, you know, the world with the magical trainers where there's, you know, the, the, the kind of um, physical activities that they need to dodge all of these 
things and, and do it in the air. And Amari's pretty good at it because she's good at basketball and good at other sports. But she doesn't have she doesn't have the equipment. She doesn't mm. have the best things. Um, and it's not until she's given the best equipment that she can actually get around and, and do things properly. Yeah, some equipment that she can actually uh, she can actually compete on a on a level basis with. Yeah, this is a um this was a weird thing because I kind of um while uh, while while it was one of the things I uh, while it was one of the things I sort of uh, I guess low level forgot about. It's also one of the things I probably relate to the most out of, out of what was going on because look, um, it can be as it could have been as simple as um, it, it it could have been as simple as look um, somebody saying you need the um, you know lot, lots of lots of pupils at schools have, have experienced that uh, well yeah. Um, we've asked you for this uniform or this sports kit or, mm. or, or you know this hockey stick and it's all it all adds up and frankly yeah. parents can't always do it it's just, so, you, you know you get some help for it sometimes but this is you know a magic school is not going to have a a, a a magic school unless it's unless intrinsically tied to the government and not is not going to have government assistance schemes exactly so yeah. that just makes it even more um uh is more of a th- uh, more of a thing yeah, so she she gets to use the school's generic magic trainers. I've forgotten what the word their word for them is now, but yeah, they've been worn or something. Yeah, they're they're not and they're not as um, they're not as fast as or as good as the others. But yeah, I I get kind of residual shudder of going to going to do PE in my um, my Woolworths trainers. Um, you know, while everyone else around me had Reebok and... Right, uh, God help you if you forgot your kit one week. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? It's like, oh, you've got to wear the stinky leftovers. Yeah, yeah. So so that that kind of, um, that poverty gap is there as well. So she can be the best that she can be, but because she hasn't got the equipment. But luckily for Amari, she has got the intelligence and the critical thinking. And that does come from the world outside. So she can, there are, she, while she doesn't always excel in the physical stuff because she hasn't got the equipment, she does at least have the ability yeah. to think about things. So, you know, in the, in the first trial, she realises that the thing that is actually the most precious is not the obvious precious thing, it's actually, um, you know, because there's there's a man, there's a big snake in the in the trial, and what's the snake guarding? That's the most precious. I thing. really, obvious. Really story. enjoyed that. It yeah, was very very well set up, and that was that's one of those. There was almost an element of um, there, there, there was an, almost an element of an old um, of, of an old uh, Greek myths and legends tale about it yeah. in terms of the um well i suppose the fable level of uh, uh, yeah. of, of of answer as to as to what came as to what came back um and it did show yeah i mean it it i i hadn't um i hadn't quite twigged how how it was going to go but i i, 
I knew I knew there was a riddle in there somewhere and um yeah she just <laughs> just just totally solved it yeah and sure yeah. some things came about a bit by accident but but they weren't but if you look uh, but again you look at some of these it's sort of well it's not actually an accident that is just really good instinct and it's <laughs> but by the time she gets to the final trial she has done her homework she's prepared really really well and has you know done the reading done the research and gone and found out about things and her her roommates uh, the weird dragon can also help her there and yeah. that kind of and they can help each other out with with things and that's that's really um a really good kind of outcome i think it's mm. yeah and even despite that the final uh, even despite that the the final um, the, the final trial it wouldn't have mattered what it wouldn't have mattered what she did she wouldn't have figured out the uh, last part of that herself it was just one of those things that they had to see if it, it was they just had to see if it was something that um, that, that, that the candidates had within them and mm. it was, that was that was really nice I could I could uh, especially the especially the, almost a reality TV kind of um, yes twist about how they announced it, it was... <laughs> yeah and it is yeah ultimately she succeeds by working really hard being really intelligent and having the character and the honesty to um, to get through. Yeah. So yeah, that that was a really nice way of going about it. And um, the second book in this series is due to be published this summer, I think. Oh, it's not out yet, right? I was about yeah. to ask if you. Uh, I was about to ask if you'd have read it because yeah, clearly where you end it, it's uh, clearly where it ends is. Yeah, it's as, as much a beginning as it is an end. Yeah. And something I'm very excited about is that um, at the moment, um, fantasy novels for children with um, protagonists of colour are having a bit of a moment. And that's lovely. There's, there's one that has just been published um, and of course the name of it has now gone from my head but I can see the cover. It's uh, orange and gold, <laughs> but I will find out what that, that new novel is. It's by yeah, a British Nigerian author, which is quite exciting. Um, and I will put that in the show notes, but I'm very much looking forward to reading the next Amari book. And one or two. Yes. Um, uh, yes. I want to see how it, um, I, I definitely want to see how it develops, especially, you know, given the, um, uh, yeah, I ho hopefully it should be a, 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 a something smoother ride is probably the wrong, uh, <laughs> pro probably the wrong phrase. But um, yeah, I hope uh, uh, you like to see when uh, you like you like to see when an author and, and characters have got into a groove about how about yeah. how they run. Um, forgot. Is... Uh, yeah, I've forgotten names as well. But there's a couple of um, uh, but there's a couple of um, South Asian children's books that have. Couple of British South Asian children's books that have come through in the last um, last couple of years as well. I keep I keep seeing them on Twitter. If I remember that if, if I can if I track them and remember the names, I'll uh, let me know I'll and I'll put them across. in the show notes. Yeah, I th I think it's a wonderful thing because the CLPE's the Campaign for Literacy and Primary Education's Reflecting Reality report. One of the points they made 
in the second report was that where there were books featuring protagonists of colour, children's books featuring protagonists of colour, they tended to be um, kind of realistic, mimetic fiction, often kind of problem fiction of like, um, which is quite depressing, you know, like read this, read this gritty drama about how terrible life is for people who look like you, which is, is pretty depressing, I think. So that's nothing, yeah, I mean, that's nothing different from um, well, from what was happening, what's been happening with um, a lot of the adult TV shows for years as well. It's just no... <laughs> it's just just a lack of uh, a lack of funding or um or or um you know in, in, interest at publishing level but yeah. uh, for some reason i cannot uh, for some reason i could not fathom um for any anything which wasn't telling these it wasn't telling these stories from a point of view of um uh, of of um of suffering or the, or, or the likes yeah. but these are daily struggles it's like well you know <laughs> um, not to put too fine a point on it, black folk have a light fantasy as well. You know, it's it's, it's not a yeah. it's, it's not yeah. a, it's not a hard thing. But um, and yeah, we're the trouble with that being uh, and and the trouble with having to contend with that attitude is uh, funny enough. It's a good it's a good a good theme for it, given what we're uh, what we've been talking about. But you know, if that barrier is there to begin with for you as a writer. Um, where where do you go? And then you've got the other thing of, um, uh, and then you've got the other thing of I'm 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 a I'm a kid or somebody think or or somebody thinking about uh, think, thinking about getting into this business. And I can't actually see what's I I, I, I can't actually see anyone like me on the screen. <laughs> a, this is yeah. this has thankfully changed a lot, even in, in very recent years. But it has it has changed. There's so many things now that I would have. Uh, that, I'm, that I'm seeing now that I would have adored seeing when I was uh, when I was growing up. But Ms. Yeah. Ms. Marvel's just hit TV, uh, just hit TV for a start. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, um, back to back to Amari. The author, the author's note on this says, um, I, "I won't." Uh, won't, won't read it out here, but I, I read it and I could absolutely. I, I read it and having having written myself, absolutely sympathise with every every word that was said there about how the how the story was developed and how it started as something else and that wasn't quite flowing until um, until on uh, until Amari shouted loud enough at him to say, "This is my book. This is supposed yes. to be my book." <laughs> yeah. Stop telling someone yeah. else's story. It's yeah. my story. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, and, and long may it continue. Um, I mean, one of the things that I would love to see is more diversity of children's books in supermarkets. Because when you, if you go into a supermarket, even somewhere where there is a really diverse community, you're going to see David Williams, Roald Dahl and Jacqueline Wilson books. And it would be lovely to see Amari on a shelf in, you know, Tesco's in on Tottenham High Road. I'd love that. I think that would be wonderful. I don't think we're far away and I don't think we need to be far away either. And um, certainly 
uh, one of the so one of the things you could t- uh, one of the things I could tell was this uh, this was a um, this story was pretty US centric to be uh, to begin with even with some of the British characters in there I could yeah. if you'd have just given me straight if you'd have just given me um, excerpts from say Fiona or whatever <laughs> I could have still told I could have still told you that um, this wasn't written in Scotland but yeah that wasn't it wasn't too much of a problem it's was, it was a nice character that was it wasn't a problem at all actually there's still a great great little character was in there but um mm. but yeah I mean we've 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 got um we've got writers over here I think who have who will who will definitely have stories mm. to tell about <laughs> uh, uh, uh about life this end from um and not and uh not necessarily from you know the um the the background of Hogwarts or or or, mm. or whatever they're 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 there to be had and um you know we're 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 eager to see more of them absolutely so where can people find you online Russell uh I'm usually floating around on Twitter if I'm not talking about if I'm if I'm not talking about history or books or um or, or or TV shows. Um, the other thing I'm likely to be talking about is Transformers, um, <laughs> or or apparently Sticky Toffee Pudding. I've just remembered. I've got to add that to my roster. Um, but yes, I'm on at R A Smith PSL. That is PSL as in Project Shadow London. Um, <laughs> just to, just for just for ease of remembering. Um, speaking of which, uh, I have a i do have a website which is in need of updating which is projectshadowlondon.com and well i will add that to the show notes so people can come in check out your work and uh and and your your books that'd be super cool thank you very much um yeah <laughs> hopefully hopefully i have something interesting to say about well if you if you're into any of those if, if you're into any of the subjects i've just mentioned yeah I'm sure I'll have some sticky toffee pudding. Absolutely. I think most people are into that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 22 of Fantasy Book Swap. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Swap, on Facebook at Fantasy Book Swap, or email fantasybookswap at gmail.com. You can subscribe at most of your favorite podcast places or download from Podbean. Please do rate and review if you can. It helps to satisfy my vanity. Thanks for Steve Vapor Trails for production assistance and Jack Sadler Johnson for the use of his beautiful track, Bliss. Until next time, bye.